T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. King of Moax, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant and the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. The 3-2 pitch with the runner going, a swing and a high fly ball. Deep left field, and it's a gunner for Arnado. King of Moax is Cardinals Radio. A good Saturday morning to you, and welcome into our special edition of Sports Open Line. We are live at Winter Warm-Up. We are inside of a Cardinals Nation Bar and Restaurant, part of Ballpark Village, and it is a winter warm-up over the next uh, four and a half hours or so, really more than that. We're going to be with you all the way till 2.45 this afternoon, and a lot of folks are going to be joining us. We are right out of the gate and very happy to be joined by Cardinals pitcher James Nail. James, thanks for taking some time with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. What is this like for you? You're somebody who's from not too far from here, southern Missouri, down close to Cape Girardeau. What's it like for you doing winter warm-up, being a Cardinal, just this whole thing for this weekend? Sure. Um, I mean, I know I was excited whenever they told me uh, about this probably a month or so ago. Um, And I was familiar with the Cardinal Caravan and things like this uh, growing up. So to get to be here and be a part of it is really special. Is there – it's a three-day event, and – there's a lot of baseball teams that don't do anything, and the ones that do tend to do like a one-day event. For there to be three days where Cardinals fans are coming here, plus you mentioned the caravan. We'll get to that more in a little bit. What does it say about the support that you guys receive from fans? Sure. I mean, I think the Cardinals had the second most popular uh, fan base, or they came out in the second most amount uh, last year. So, um I mean, it's tremendous. We get uh, the love that Cardinal fans have for, for the players and, and just St. Louis in general. The love for the Cardinals is is so cool. And, and uh, us as players, we all know it and love it and makes it really fun. You you did not come up in the Cardinals organization, but you got the chance to, to join the team prior to uh, prior to last year. And it mentioned you're from Charleston, Missouri, which is just south of, uh, of Cape Girardeau. What did it mean for you for you to get that opportunity to be part of this organization? Uh, it really was a dream come true. Um, you know, in November of 2021, whenever the Cardinals reached out to me, uh, you know, I remember whenever my phone lit up and, uh, you know, I got that call from some of the front office and I, it was just it was just such an exciting moment. And then uh, last year to get to debut was was truly a dream come true and have family and friends here in St. Louis to be there for it was just so special. Did you come to a lot of Cardinals games as a kid? Oh, oh yes. Yes. My whole life. I've been to World Series games. I've been to, you know, just tons of games throughout every summer when I could. We we came all the time. Take me through. I want know about two moments first take me through the moment of you sharing with your family that you were going to be a cardinal sure uh there were a lot of tears actually um i remember my first call was to my dad and uh so i got off the phone 
I called my agent immediately and told him, I said, the Cardinals just reached out. They're going to call you. And he said, great, just be patient. I said, okay. And then my next phone call went to my dad and I called, I called him and I said, dad, you're not going to believe you just called me. And, uh, and he guessed it first try. He goes, the Cardinals. And I said, <laughs> yes. And he said, oh my goodness. So it was, you know, very, very special. All right. The other one you alluded to your major league debut, that was on June 27th, uh, against Miami. What's it like for you when you're taking the mound for the first time in the big leagues Man, and I, you're wearing the birds on the back? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better. Um, yeah, I don't think my feet hit the ground the whole way to the mound from the bullpen. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I just had so many friends and family in the stands that made the, the night so great, um, you know, and, and they came up from Charleston and from the Boot Heel area and, and really just showed their support, which, which made it that much better. So then uh, when I got on the mound, um, you know, I could hear them, and, and as soon as the game was over, I was able to give them hugs and things like that. So You got through that inning, and you didn't give up a run. Sure. like. When you walk back into the dugout after that, what's the emotion of knowing that you just not only did you just make your big league debut, but you did your job? Sure. Um, well, that's first and foremost. That's obviously why I'm here and and um, to do a job. And I almost was glad to get that first one under my belt, just so that a lot of the the nerves and the uh, the that huge moment of making my debut, I could you know be done with that and move on. And now it's time to you know just only focus on let's help this team win. Let's do my job, do my part. So, um, but walking into that dugout and getting, you know, high fives and handshakes, and I mean, that's that's what you dream about, and it's what uh, it's what you work so hard for in the minor leagues and in college and all the way down. What has this off season been like for you? This off season has been very focused. I guess I think making it to the major leagues has given me a new. Um, just a new, just a new, uh, a little bit more pep in my step, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it's allowed me to really, you know, focus on. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten a little bit bigger. I've worked on a few things pitching wise. I've been working with Dusty Blake um, on some different things, and so, you know, it's putting all that together and and being ready for February. Dusty moves into that that top role. Like what? You're obviously very familiar with him and comfortable with him. He's been around, but now he moves into that spot. What's the excitement level about seeing him move into that position? Sure. Um, I think everybody's excited. Um, You know, we love Mad Dog, and, uh, you know, it is a business, obviously, so Dusty's next man up, and uh, I think everybody's excited. We really like him. He brings a lot of – he's super knowledgeable, um, and he he brings a a good feel of both the old-school pitching mentality and the new-school – your metrics and things like that. So he, uh, I think everybody's thrilled to get to work with him and, and, you know, get going. Is it challenging to take all the data that you guys are given and know what exactly to do with it? Yes. Um, that's a good question. That's, that's something that each pitcher I think has to deal with every player, not just pitchers. Hitters have to do it too. Um, but you have to learn what works for you and what doesn't. You know, if you're somebody, I know plenty of people that, don't want to see video, don't really care about numbers, and just want to go pitch. Um, and then I know other guys who are consumed with it. So um, I think it's finding that balance and knowing it is a part of the game. So I think it's important to know um, where you stand with your metrics and what can be approved, improved on. Um, but I also think it's don't let it consume you where, you know, you're out there worried about your spin rate <laughs> in the middle of the game. So. 
Last thing for you, you're going to be going on a caravan. One of the stops on the caravan is Cape Girardeau, which is basically home for you. Is that is that cool for you going kind of back home as a member of the Cardinals? Sure. Yes, that's very exciting. Whenever I saw the caravan, how it was lining up and our schedules, I, I kind of got a chuckle in uh, when I saw that we were finishing in Cape. Um, so I, I used to go to that as a kid. Mm-hmm. I've been multiple times. Um, I've seen a lot of my, you know, former players. I'm pretty sure we're going on the caravan with Kerry Robinson. I'm pretty sure when I went to the ca- uh, caravan years ago, Kerry Robinson was on it. So uh, now I get to sit up there with him, and, uh, you know, it, it'll be awesome. Get to see a lot of friends and family. Yeah, it's a caravan that I get to be on. I'm excited for that. So it'll be good. Uh, James, thank you so much for your time. Great to get to know you. Absolutely. That is uh, James Nail. We will take a break and have uh, a lot more uh, coming up. Don't go anywhere. A special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. KMOX, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant and the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Carlson swings, and it's a high fly ball. That's deep center field. To the track, the ball, it's a slam! KMOX is Cardinals Radio. A special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We are broadcasting live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. Very happy right now to uh, welcome on to the program Cardinals pitcher uh, Jake Walsh. Jake, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We were just talking for a moment. You were looking up at a monitor behind us, and you said, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's There's a lot going on and a lot of Cardinals fans. As a player, like talk about that and how cool an event like this is. It's just I think it's really special. I mean, I think Bush Stadium and you know the area around it just has a certain energy that you just want to gravitate towards and you know the fans uh they bring a lot of enthusiasm a lot of energy and it's just kind of cool cool environment to be around the event hasn't gone on the last three years for for various reasons this right. I was, so i'd assume this is your first winter this is my first is that yeah right? yeah what do they tell you about it before uh before you get here? <laughs> just uh what to pack and that's pretty much it you know they say you know it's cool we'll do a little caravan thing and uh you know, I have this signing day and all that, but this is uh, more than what I expected, that's for sure. What's uh, You look at your career, and, man, you have you have worked and, and you've come up and you made your professional debut all the way back in 2017, and yeah. you, you get to the big leagues this past year. Obviously, there's still a lot more to accomplish, but if, since the end of last season, were you able to kind of reflect back on, on your journey up until this point, if that makes sense? Yeah. I mean, I think year to year um, through the minor leagues, you kind of just focus on getting to the next level, what the, the next step is. And uh, this past year, I think it's kind of been coming in phases, you know, reflecting on the different points of my career and how they've kind of uh, step-stooled me to the next step of, you know, wherever I'm supposed to be. But um, it's been really cool to look back and kind of appreciate, you know, some of the smaller moments um, from the journey. What are maybe a, a moment or two that you really look back on and are proud of? I feel like I always go back to the days in Johnson City, and they had this huge board um, in the clubhouse that basically you know, outlined all the different levels. And at the time, there was like eight, and like right at the very bottom, you know, Johnson City, and I was there. And so you know, thinking in my head, I remember looking at that and like, okay, like, that's what I got to do. You know, I got to make it up these levels. You know, this is probably what it's going to be like. And kind of like painting this picture – of, uh, you know, what the journey would kind of entail um, just starting out at, you know, one of the lower levels. So that's definitely a memory I, I'm drawn to. Was the journey what you thought it was going to be? Um, no, it, it, it wasn't. You know, I was very open-minded, though, with everything, you know, um, coming into it. I wasn't really a high draft pick. I didn't know what the deal would be, you know, where I'd end up. So um, I really just tried to take it day by day and, um, 
my my biggest goal was just trying to be a good teammate and you know trying to meet as many people as I could because when I first got there I recognized wow there's a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life and it'll be a shame if I don't get to know them and kind of expand my own horizons you know by forming relationships with them and that's been the best thing throughout the entire thing so um, you know I've met some really incredible people and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Cardinals pitcher Jake Walsh continuing to to join us when you're not a high draft pick mm-hmm. you got to work that much harder in the minor leagues because the guys the prospects the guys that have money behind them all that sort of stuff sometimes there's some doors open does that make getting to the big leagues that much more impressive for you um i don't know i always thought you know there's always obviously you know you recognize that the guys that do get paid quite a bit you know they're going to have uh um, some people supporting them there's a reason you know they're they're a big investment and um you know but my mindset going into professional baseball was, you know, I'm here, you know, and I'm rubbing shoulders with the guys that got picked in the first and second round. We're all getting paid the same, you know, so forget about the draft, forget about everything. We're here, and now it's time to kind of work. And so that was my mindset going through the system. Let's go back to your Major League debut. What was that like for you when you take a Major League mound for the first time? Um, it was, you know, kind of beyond words. Um, I had seen that. You know, people ask me all the time, were you nervous, you know, this or that. And uh, I think I, you know, had seen it so many times in my head, um, kind of the way it would shake out. I had pictures of Bush Stadium on my phone, you know, like, and so I would try to imagine what it would be like running out of the bullpen and, you know, kind of the feelings. Um, but um, it was special. It, it was really incredible. And I think, honestly, the fans made it that way, you know, just uh, it, it, there's a different environment here in the stadium with these people, and it was uh, it made it really special for me. You threw two innings in your first, so, so yeah. you have to go into the dugout. You, you got to come right back yeah, out. Like, a yeah. lot of relief pitchers, when they make their – I just talked to James Nail. Yeah. A lot of relief pitchers, they make their big league debut, they throw their inning or they get their final uh-huh. out, whatever it might be, and their day is done and they're able to just breathe. Yeah. You have to come back out. Yeah, I sure did. I, um, <laughs> I did. I, uh, I came in and, you know, Mike Maddox was like, hey, man, how you feeling? And I was, you know, I'm feeling great. He's like, good, you got another one? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. You know, sometimes it'll be like, all right, good, you're done. They just kind of want to see, you know, where you're at. But he's like, all right, go out, go out there and get them. And I was really, really stoked that I got to go back out there and, and get a second inning. You know, it was kind of like, you know, double dipping the debut. And so I, I really wanted to, you know, close that game out. That was, uh, that was really cool for me. So you, um, what does the off season look like for you? Because you, you, mm-hmm. you go through that, um, and you've got that taste of, of big league baseball. Yeah. You don't get much after that, and then um, you go into the off season. Take me through what that's looked like for the last three, four months. Yeah, um, it's been a process. You know, I you know had a little bit of an injury this season, and so for me, I've always tried to you know work hard and honor my job in that way. And um, this off season has looked a little bit different, trying to prioritize rest and nutrition, things like that. They're going to keep me on the field, and so you know obviously still working hard hitting the weight room doing my throwing and all that but you know definitely focusing more on you know the recovery aspect as well so is it frustrating because your last appearance last year was in june yeah you saw i mean there's tons of guys going up and down you know that you would you would have been back up uh, had that not happened how frustrating is that just to be not healthy and watching what's going on it's always tough but you know i i you know kind of took to the mindset of you know it's always easy to be cool. It's always easy to be fun and nice and a good teammate when things are going well for you. 
And, uh, you know, seeing that was hard, but it also was a great opportunity for me to practice being a good teammate and supporting my guys, um, you know, in the minors and the major leagues um, as they were kind of, you know, tearing it up. Donnie, you know, Andre, Thompson, all those, those are my boys, you know, Yepes. And so just being there for them and, you know, kind of giving them, you know, all my love and support and everything that I can because I know that if the roles were reversed, they would absolutely do the same for me. So that was kind of my mindset going into it. There were so many guys who made yeah. their major league debuts this year. <laughs> yeah. Is that Does that say something about the Cardinals just as a player? You know that if you perform and they see that you're ready, there's, they're, they're going to bring you up. There's nothing holding them back from doing that. Yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, I think um, that's something I noticed – 2017 when I got drafted you know and it's and it's something that motivated me to work hard because I think that um like I said you know once everyone's there everyone's there and they genuinely see value in you if you take the time to take your job seriously and do the work and you know it creates this atmosphere of like a really fun competitive kind of nature with your buddies you know because you know you all have a chance if you just keep going and so you know, it was something that definitely kept me motivated throughout, you know, the minor leagues and, and still now. So, One of the changes, Dusty Blake moves into that top pitching coach position. He's been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know a lot of young pitchers really like working with him. He's very analytically driven. He tries to really help pitchers become their best self. What are you looking forward to seeing him move into that top spot? Um, honestly, I, I – I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very open-minded to whatever he brings to the table. I had a couple short conversations with him um, when I was up in the big leagues, and they always went well. Super smart dude, and uh, I think he's going to have a plan for attack for this year, and I'm really excited to see what it is. Do you enjoy getting the data and the information and trying to utilize that to be your best self? Yeah, I think it, it definitely helps. It's definitely a tool in the tool belt, and especially when you have a guy like Dusty Blake, it's gonna it's gonna amplify the effect of what you know that data can do for you. So, what does this next month look like for you before the official pitchers and catchers report date? I'm just gonna continue, you know, working back home and uh, you know working out, training, and you know start throwing bullpens and all that stuff, and then it's just kind of more of the same, you know, focusing in on on what I do best. Appreciate appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of winter warm-up. There's a lot going on. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for finding some time for us. Absolutely, man. Appreciate uh, it. Very good. Yeah. That is uh, Jake Walsh joining us here on the program. We appreciate him taking a moment or so. Uh, we are broadcasting live. We are at uh, Cardinals at Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. And uh, you can stop on by, say hello. We would love to uh, say hello to you. We are going to be here all the way until uh, 2.45 this afternoon as, uh, yeah, we are doing I mean, uh, we're doing a lot. We are doing a lot. A uh, number of uh, players are going to be joining us here. We'll kind of take a step back and tell you who we still expect to be joined by between now and the end of the program as uh, Matthew Libertor and uh, Chris Stratton are set to join us in the 11 o'clock hour and then in the noon hour. That is a jam-packed hour with Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, Jojo Romero, and Andrew Kisner. And then in the 1 o'clock hour, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, and Nolan Gorman are set to join us. And we will wrap things up in the 2 o'clock hour when we are set to be joined by uh, Dakota Hudson and Stephen Matt. So all 
all those folks are going to be uh, joining us here on the program between now and 2.45. Also a reminder for you, we do have Billikens basketball coming up uh, this afternoon as uh, they are uh, in our nation's capital, and they are going to uh, get rolling. Their game tips off at about 3 o'clock, so Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. will have the call just after uh, 2.45. If you are on your way to winter warm-up, make sure to stop inside of uh, Cardinals Nation and uh, say hello. Uh, There is a lot going on here uh, throughout uh, the entire Ballpark Village and also uh, Bush Stadium Complex. And uh, we'll kind of take a step back and uh, go through some of the things that have happened so far in this offseason, including some news yesterday with players who uh, avoid arbitration. We'll uh, do that uh, all coming up in just a moment as we continue on with a special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line. We are live at... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar right here on KMOX. KMOX, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant and the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. He hits one deep to left field. A line drive into the seats in the lower level for Tyler O'Neill. KMOX is Cardinals Radio. We are live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. There's a lot going on right now. It's pretty cool. So because... Uh, For those of you who are making your way here, maybe you're in your car and you're driving in, uh, there is so much going on at so many different spots. I would certainly encourage you to uh, be getting online at uh, cardinals.com slash WWU just to see the entire schedule of everything that's going on. But one of the things that they have done, which is pretty cool, uh, a little bit different than the way it was set up uh, at the hotel, is they do still have a main stage, but there's a lot of stuff going on in other places. Maybe uh, you're standing in line ready to uh, get an autograph somewhere. So all the TVs are uh, locked in with a uh, shot of the main stage, and the audio is being piped in throughout all of Ballpark Village and also uh, throughout Bush Stadium. So pretty much no matter where you're at, you can see what's going on in the main stage, and they've even got a multi-camera set up where you see some of the other things that are going on as well. So uh, this is... Is, uh, this is really cool. This is very, very cool, and it's something we've missed it, to be, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. We have 
not had winter warm-up in a few years. First off, we didn't have it because of the pandemic. It was set to return last year, but then the uh, lockout was going on, so there was not an opportunity for players to be a part of it or anything like that. So the decision was uh, was just made for them not to do it last year, and now it is back. They were going to do it the way they're doing it this year. Uh, if they would have had it last year, they would have done it between Bush Stadium and uh, Ballpark Village, and uh, they're hopeful that this is going to work out and be the way they're able to do it uh, moving forward. I was talking with uh, Michael Hall, who is uh, the executive director of uh, Cardinals Care, and he is the one who kind of coordinates uh, this whole thing with everybody really inside of the Cardinals offices, uh, puts uh, put some a lot of work in to get this uh, all working out, but they were really excited about the fact that they are able to spread out uh, a little bit and have a lot more going on. And it's also worth mentioning, you know, as great as this is and fans get an opportunity to uh, – be around players and, and just meet it's a very kind of different uh, environment to be able to meet players the big part of this is this is the single biggest fundraiser each year for cardinals care and cardinals care makes such an impact uh in our community with the stuff that they do directly and also the other charitable uh efforts and endeavors uh that they support from a financial standpoint even from other organizations so you know when you go buy that uh that ticket to get an autograph that money is going to cardinals care and it's a really really important three days for that is their largest fundraiser uh that takes place on uh every year basis so, uh, so that is something that is uh, good to uh, good to uh, see for sure. Uh, did want to uh, mention uh, yesterday we talked about this a lot uh, on uh, KMOX, but um, the a number of players have signed deals and avoided arbitration. Uh, seven total players yesterday uh, did get announced as signing their contracts with the Cardinals. Uh, among them, Jack Flaherty and uh, Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery, and these numbers are according to uh, Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch. And Yesterday, by the way, sidebar on that. Yesterday is probably one of the most challenging days for baseball beat writers out there because you always get the announcement from a Major League Baseball team on uh, who's avoiding uh, arbitration, who's signing a deal, but rarely do you get the financial terms announced in that so all the beat writers across the country yesterday are um are, are trying to figure out just how much uh, all these contracts are worth so uh, Derek gould did a fantastic job with this uh jordan montgomery he signs a 10 million dollar deal for the upcoming season jack flaherty then makes a uh, 5.4 million dollars uh, also uh, tommy edmund he had the third highest total he is uh, making just over uh, $4 million. Actually, he's the fourth highest total. Uh, Tyler O'Neill has one at uh, just under $5 million. Dakota Hudson, uh, who will join us later on in the program. A lot of these guys are going to join us later on in the program. Uh, Dakota Hudson reportedly is going to make $2.65 million, And then the uh, rest of the players are going to make somewhere between $1 and $2 million. Uh, that includes catcher uh, Andrew Kisner and also uh, Jordan Hicks as well. Now, the other side of this is there were two individuals who did not uh, come to terms on a deal, so they are going to exchange figures, and that's uh, Ryan Helsley and Hennessy Cabrera. Now, nothing stops the Cardinals from still working out a deal with those guys before a potential uh, arbitration hearing. It feels like across Major League Baseball, uh, we are we're seeing a lot more teams kind of go to the file and trial way of doing things. That. If you do not come to terms on an agreement by the deadline, which was yesterday, and that's just the deadline to, um, to, it, we say deadline, deadline really to, uh, 
make the decision on what you're going to exchange. Uh, but there's still an opportunity. It's We call it a deadline, but it really isn't a deadline, just in the sense that they can still uh, work out a deal between uh, now and then, and we'll see whether or not uh, that happens. We talked about on Sports Open Line last night. I've always said this. It just the the arbitration process to me and i've i've never gone through anything like that i never probably will go through anything like that but it is a process that is just so incredibly uncomfortable to me because you as a player go into a room and talk to a panel and tell them i deserve to make this much money for these reasons but then the team is sitting on the other side of the room and they say well actually this player deserves to make this amount of money because of this reasons and it really it's a uh, do, he doesn't deserve to make the amount of money that he's asking for because of these reasons so i've always thought that that would just be an incredibly uncomfortable situation and it happens either right in front of spring training sometimes these hearings go continue on into spring training last year for example they were all going on during spring training because none of these hearings could take place uh during the course of the lockout uh but yeah that's uh i've always thought that is incredibly uncomfortable isn't that interesting just kind of comparing not just where we were at last year and now but kind of kind of doing a where we were at two years ago and where we were at three years ago you know, you, you get into last year in 2022 at this time, and there's a lockout going on, and there is nothing but negativity around baseball. It is just not good whatsoever. And we didn't know if there was going to be a season or not. The, the, the relationship between players and owners was in a really bad spot, and it was just getting worse and worse and worse, and we couldn't have events like these. So that's, that's last year. And then two years ago, it felt like we were on a little bit of an uptick coming out of COVID. But if you remember two years ago before that season, the owners kind of at the last moment had thrown out the idea of a shortened season and reporting for spring a little bit late. And that was something the players pushed back on. And then we ended up getting into the season and it was still limited attendance and it got a little bit better as the year went along. And then the year before that, we were right in the middle of the worst of the pandemic and there was nothing going on. So uh, the the last three winter warm-ups have all been canceled, but I, I think it's kind of worth taking a look at, at where we've been and the different kind of climates that we were in each of the last three years as this event did not take place. And I mentioned this with Jake Walsh when I was talking with him earlier. So Walsh comes and sits down, and where we're at here in our Cardinals Nation, there is a uh, there's a television that's right behind us. And on the television is what I was describing earlier, where you can see what's going on in the main stage, but then there's also other uh, shots of uh, the autograph signings and other events that are going on throughout winter warm-up. And uh, Jake sat down, and he looked up at that video monitor, and I, he just said, wow. I mean, he, he looked at it and saw everything that was going on. And for because this event hasn't happened in each of the last three years, there are a lot of people who are experiencing this for a very first time. And because as, as a you know, there's there's a fair amount of minor leaguers who are here, uh, especially some of the uh, more high level prospects inside of the organization. Whether you're a Jordan Walker or Tink Hens, like all, th- those guys are are in the uh, are part of winter warm up 
Some of them are part of uh, caravans. In fact, I think Walker and Hens are still out on a caravan that's going to uh, return today, and then they're going to do some winter warm-up stuff over the next couple days. But there's so many guys who are walking into this, and they've never seen this. This is something that they have not experienced before, and it's a really, really unique thing. Um, and just this entire weekend, yesterday on Sports Open Line, uh, we had Benjamin Hockman on, and he's going to be giving a, a presentation, by the way, today. I think his presentation is at 3 o'clock inside of uh, the Shark Bar as he's going to be doing uh, a thing kind of based off his book and telling some uh, untold stories or not told very often stories of uh, the 2011 World Series. So if you're here today, maybe circle 3 o'clock in the Shark Bar as something that you want to go see. Uh, but I was something that's just really kind of struck me over the last week or so as we've been preparing for this weekend is what we have from a baseball standpoint. I, as someone who grew up in St. Louis, I took it for granted. I didn't know. So let me be the person who can maybe tell you if you've somebody, if you're, if you're somebody that's spent your entire life living in St. Louis, what's going on this weekend is not normal. It doesn't happen in other places. There, there are some other places that do kind of fan conventions, and I don't know how many of them do multi-day ones, but the vast majority of the, the fan events like this are one-day events. You know, I had been working in Milwaukee previously, where before the pandemic, they did a one-day event uh, at the convention center, and that was it. It was just a one-day thing, and that has not yet come back. They, they are continuing to not do that. I know in Pittsburgh, the Pirates had announced a couple months ago that they're not going to be doing their event. And we can sit here and kind of joke about, well, how many Pirates fans are there? I can tell you, just, just knowing some Pirates fans who made that, that, that Pirates fan event part of, uh, part of their annual routine, that hurt them. When they found out that that wasn't going to be going on this year, they loved the Pirates. The Pirates might not be very good, but they loved the Pirates, and it really uh, was something they were unhappy about that they were not going to uh, to have it. So we're lucky to have this. We're lucky to have the Baseball Writers' Dinner. Uh, for those of you who are listening outside of St. Louis and you might be uh, attending a caravan, maybe you already did. Uh, there were some caravans that left yesterday going through another day today, and then there's uh, caravans that are going to get going uh, tomorrow as well. Six caravans, six total states are going to be uh, represented uh, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals do everything that they can to be able to bring Cardinals baseball to you almost no matter where you live inside of the uh, Cardinals nation footprint. All right, so uh, we will take one more break again. Uh, we've got a little bit of a lull here in terms of our uh, player uh, interview, but we are going to uh, get back going with that at 11 o'clock. Matthew Libertor is going to join us at 11, and then Chris Stratton going to join us at uh, 11.15. And uh, our schedule of guests uh, still between now and 2.45 beyond uh, those two guys. We still expect to have conversations with Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, JoJo Romero, Andrew Kisner, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Gorman, Dakota Hudson, and Stephen Matz. So we are absolutely loaded up when it comes to uh, the various player interviews that are going to be uh, taking place between now and uh, 245 when we uh, wrap things up and get out of here for uh, St. Louis University Billikens basketball. But uh, before we wrap up this hour, we're going to go through some of the headlines across uh, Major League Baseball as uh, this past week. 
week we finally saw Carlos Correa get a deal done. What a saga that has been. We'll look at some of the big numbers coming out of the uh, uh, arbitration and avoiding arbitration. Uh, that was uh, a lot of the news yesterday. We talked about the Cardinal side of it. We'll talk about it from a uh, Major League Baseball side of it uh, as well. That's all coming up. It is a special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line, and we are live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. would love for you to come on by, especially if you're attending winter warm-up today. Make sure to uh, make a stop through here, and uh, would love to uh, say hello to you potentially uh, at a commercial break. We'll take a break and uh, come back and wrap up our number one of our program. It's Sports Open Line live from the winter warm-up right here on KMOX. KMOX, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant and the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Big pitch for Wainwright. Turner is rounded up the middle. Tommy Edmond has it. He kicks the bag, throws the first double play. KMOX is Cardinals Radio. We are live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. Things are continuing to uh, really pick up here uh, at Winter Warm-Up. My name is Matt Pauley. Uh, by the way, if you've got any thoughts uh, on uh, what we're doing and you want to uh, communicate them with me, you can always uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're following along. I would, I would encourage you to follow on Twitter, at KMOX Sports. Uh, we are going to uh, be tweeting stuff out uh, throughout the duration of winter warm-up. And if you miss any of our conversations, so if you're just now joining us, I can tell you that we've already talked with both uh, James Nail and Jake Walsh. We will be podcasting all those interviews. They will be available under the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. You can get that at KMOX.com and also on the Odyssey app. Everything we do from a Cardinals standpoint is in the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. So uh, check that out kmox.com and uh, also on the odyssey app again we are still set to be joined by matthew libertor chris stratton jordan hicks alec burleson jojo romero andrew kisner tommy edmund tyler o'neill nolan gorman dakota hudson and steven matz uh, before we are done today and then our schedule for the next few days as well uh, we are going to uh, be broadcasting live tomorrow morning. Tom Ackerman will be here for sports on a Sunday. Uh, then uh, after uh, after sports on a Sunday morning, we'll get we'll continue on here. Joe Potts going to be doing some stuff uh, tomorrow, and then the show is going to be out here on Monday. And uh, just about everybody is going to be joining us here on KMOX at some point between now and the uh, end of the event. Tomorrow is uh, certainly a big day. Uh, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Adam Wainwright among the players who are going to be uh, joining us coming up uh, tomorrow. So basically what I'm telling you is turn on KMOX and do not change the dial because we've got so much that's going to be uh, coming your way. Wanted to hit a couple uh, Major League Baseball headlines before uh, we get out of here for uh, this hour. Trevor Bauer is officially a free agent. He cleared waivers, which certainly was not a surprise. So the Los Angeles Dodgers are now responsible for about $22.5 million, uh, uh, $22.5 million that is still left on his contract, and he can be signed by any other team now for the major league minimum, which is about $700,000. There's been a lot of social media chatter about Bauer. I would be shocked. I guess you never say never uh, in this industry. I would be absolutely shocked if Bauer was somebody that the Cardinals were interested in. Just when you look at the baggage that he is bringing, what resulted in him uh, being suspended 
for 324 games. I mean, that's a that is an unprecedented suspension. Even though his suspension came to an end a little bit early, 324 games he was suspended, and uh, even though from a criminal standpoint nothing is really stuck. You look at from a morality standpoint and just the kind of guy that you want inside the clubhouse, and he he's not it. That just it it doesn't work. And I think one of the one of the questions here, uh, Mike Claiborne and myself, we were talking about this uh, on a countdown to opening day show recently. So for Bauer to work, he probably needs to go somewhere where there's a strong veteran clubhouse but at the same time if you're a team that wants to sign trevor bauer you probably want to sign him as a team that there's not a whole lot of interest in where the public relations backlash and there's going to be one but the public relations backlash might not be what it would be somewhere else like i i think it would be a pr nightmare if the cardinals end up signing them if another team signs them there's going to be an initial kind of pushback, but then it's just going to go away. So those two things don't really work out well together because generally teams that have good veteran clubhouses are also teams that have that are winning and have a lot of engagement from from their fans. So that's um, that's one side of it. It just it does, I don't think it works. The other the other thing is, if he was like a good dude, he would be liked inside the clubhouse. And something we've heard, we've heard about this, I can tell you just. Uh, from when I was broadcasting minor league baseball. I, I remember seeing him uh, when he was in the Diamondbacks organization, and I was already hearing stories at that point in time about how he was not exactly a beloved member of the clubhouse, and now everything that we have heard uh, since his suspension got reduced and he was reactivated or became eligible once again to be an active player in Major League Baseball, reportedly Dodgers players don't want him in the clubhouse. Dodgers players don't want him on the team. So if he's a good dude, if he's a good teammate, uh, that's one thing. But it's pretty clear that that's not the case. And that's it's just it's going to be very interesting to watch what ends up happening, whether or not maybe he ends up going overseas to play because uh, it's, it's going to be tough for any team to bring in the baggage that is uh, Trevor Bauer. So we mentioned earlier about the Cardinals who were able to uh, avoid arbitration. Uh, that was a Major League Baseball-wide thing yesterday. Uh, some of the other uh, individuals who, um, who ended up signing deals, most notably uh, Juan Soto and the Padres, were able to avoid arbitration yesterday as uh, Soto agrees to a one-year $23 million. The uh, $23 million is the most of any player uh, getting, uh, getting an ar- a pre-arbitration deal. So uh, they avoid arbitration, $23 million. Uh, Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets, $14.5 million. Blue Jays first baseman Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he comes in at $14 million. Dodgers left-hand pitcher Julio Arias, he comes in at $14.25 million. Padres closer Josh Hader, he is uh, the last player to come in over uh, $14 million. And then a number of other players end up signing double-digit uh, deals. You know, Jordan Montgomery signed a $10 million deal uh, with the Cardinals. He was the one player to be uh, into that uh, double figures in terms of uh, millions. But uh, Phillies first baseman Reese Hotkins, Cubs uh, outfielder Ian Happ, Brewers right-hand pitcher uh, Brandon Woodruff, 
White Sox uh, pitcher Lucas Giolito and Cleveland right-hander Shane Bieber all coming in at better than $10 million. Sometimes the bigger story is the players who uh, do not sign deals and are still uh, could potentially go to uh, arbitration. So for the Cardinals, that's uh, Ryan Helsley and also uh, Hennessy Cabrera, some of the more notable names among that group. Milwaukee right-hander Corbin Burns, Atlanta left-hander Max Freed, Toronto shortstop Bo Bichette, Houston outfielder uh, Kyle Tucker, Met second baseman Jeff McNeil. Uh, in that group, so we'll see uh, if any of those guys end up signing deals or if they go to arbitration, which like we were talking about earlier, is always kind of an uncomfortable type situation. All right, we will break for our top of the hour news, and when we come back, we are set to uh, be joined here uh, on the program. We'll have a couple more interviews uh, next hour as uh, we are uh, set to be joined uh, coming up next by Matthew uh, Liebertor and also Chris Stratton. Each of those guys will join us in the 11 o'clock hour. It's a special sports open line at winter warm-up here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.